Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. What up? Knut? Not much, my man. People are calling you k <laughs> People call me and go, what's, what's up with k I go, his name's Knut. <laughs> I butchered your name. I've taken a, a, you, a classical Norwegian name and butchered it. You've reinvented it. Well, it's at least something you can say. It's like taking like Weiss and calling it W Ice. For the Jews out there, W Ice, Weiss. I'm back in Phoenix. It's nice out. I know. It's really nice now. It's October. I've pulled off the coup. You did? I'm, I'm a legal Arizona resident, but enjoying the life of summers in Coronado. So that's a pretty good deal, man. I escaped three, almost five months of heat. You did. I was here. Pretty I cool, know. right? For you, yeah. Yeah. It's really strange to be home. And like, I got to get a whole routine again. Like what? I had my sandwich already at Noble, a cookie. Right. Now I'm dozing off a little from the cookie and salad and the bread. Right intoxication that I'm going to eat there four days a week, I think, again. You pop an audible? He was so happy to see me. Who? At Noble Eatery. The sandwich Nazi there, whatever his name is. He's very surly. <laughs> the sandwich Nazi. <laughs> like, he's happy to see me, and I'm still scared of him. That's, that's, that's the sandwich Nazi. It's like the soup Nazi, but of sandwiches. Meaning, he likes me, and I'm scared of him. So oh, can wow. you imagine if he doesn't like you? Oh, my God, no. Whew. All yeah, right. Got to be careful. Speaking of not liking me, I asked Calvin Beecham to be here. How nice. Yeah. And for some reason, he agreed. He's the only football player I know. And I'm 55 years old, big football fan. So it's kind of cool to know a football player. He came to the Palooza once, didn't he? He lit it up at Palooza talking about investing. And, right. Uh, it's just, you know. Good guy. He's a big boy. He's a big kid. He's almost as tall as I am. And he's a lineman. I think their job is just to train by eating and sitting down. Because he is like, oh. <laughs> he's all there. And so there's a lineman's coach, like uh, he'll tell us about, but actually in Phoenix, there's a big lineman, what's his name, uh, fitness place where they come. And so he was here, and now the, the, he's a free agent, and the cards picked him up. So our cards have Calvin. That and is great. So they're off to an okay start this year, too. I mean, cards look good. So we're going to hear about what it's like protecting that QB, that all-star QB that we got. Right. And uh, talk about investing, because Kelvin likes to invest. He's a great investor. Investor early in Whoop, which is like the COVID. It's like our best COVID protection. Right. He's a I mean, smart how, guy. How off topic am I? Um, not too far. Okay. I'm feeling myself dozing. I'll pour if some water on If this room was you. a little warmer, I'd be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to let Kelvin talk. I'll try not to interrupt him, but I have a, a bazillion. We go hiking, so I ask him a lot of questions when we're hiking, but we're sweating. So I'm also trying not to just keel over. But now that the season's on, it's very busy. So let's welcome Kelvin Beecham. All right. Hello? Kelvin. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Good. I'm looking. Is this the season ticket hotline for the Cardinals? <laughs> Canute. Well, 20 seconds hey, I had him laughing. 20. Had him laughing at 20 seconds. Not almost bad. a record. What's up, my man? Oh, no much, man. Can't call it, man. How you been? How's San Diego treating you, rather? I don't know where the fuck you are. You're in, well, hot, you're in hot spell, Arizona. 
How, how? He, just, he just left me here by myself, man. We used to have just wonderful walks in the morning, and then you just left me, man. Just left me here by myself. I can't believe you. <laughs> yeah, you got a you got a brew down there. You got a few kids. I see Instagram. True, but I, true, but I was looking forward to us. You know what was it? The the Bell, what, uh, uh The Beltmore. It's at the uh, yeah, yeah yeah. It's fabulous. You come up here and, and hike with me a few times. How how bad was it? This was your second summer or first summer. Here. Man, I've been coming here a couple summers, but this was the first time that I stayed here from like throughout the entire summer. So Whew. all of July, all of August, you know, it's been uh, it's been warm to say the least. <laughs> it's been warm. And how did the misses <laughs> and the kids? I mean, you guys uh, throw COVID in when you're stuck in the house. So how how hard was it? You know, it's it's been it's been all right for us. You know, um, daughter started kindergarten, which is. Uh, you know, for any parent that's sending a, a child to school right now, I think it's scary. It's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a, a little bit of back and forth conversation that we've having with ourselves, having with the te- you know, with the teachers and their staff. So it's been interesting to say the least. But um, you know, we've been managing. You know, uh, the pool has come in handy a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're using that card a bit to to tire them out and uh, keep them going and build their confidence, but. We've just been trying to make the best out of it, to be honest with you. Okay, I appreciate it. So this show is mainly about investing, even though I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about your career, and then we'll just get into how you got into investing and, and what you love about it, because you speak the language that I think the whole world's starting to speak, which is <laughs> you may only get a few chances of making some money. So it's like you took it seriously from day one. What is it like? I, I jinxed you because I emailed you. I'm like, woohoo, 2-0. I like late, basically <laughs> sent you an all caps uh, email to an O and then you threw an egg. Uh, not you personally, but uh, what's it like defending that QB? Um, it's amazing, honestly. He is a very talented individual, very dynamic. Um, I mean, it's a sports center highlight reel. It's unbelievable. Viral, viral video every single week of some sort. And he does a phenomenal job out in space, you know, does a phenomenal job with his arm, sitting in the pocket, taking hits um, when he needs to, you know, preserving his body when he needs to. Um, so really enjoying, you know, blocking form and know that we, you know, we still have a ways to go. But, um, you know, know that he's going to be a dynamic player in the National Football League for a long time. And is there a little extra pressure? Um, you know, for me, it's, it's a little less pressure, honestly, because all I got to do is do my job. And when I've, you know, been in a position like that where you have a very, very dynamic quarterback. Um, you know, I had that in, in Ben Roethlisberger early on in my career where all you were tasked to do was to do your job. If you can do your job week in and week out and protect the quarterback week in and week out, it will put you in a really good position um, as a team. So I've tried to do that and, and, and do that to the best of my ability. I don't have to be Superman. I don't have to be perfect. You know, every play has to be perfect. I don't have to have that type of pressure on, me, on myself and I – I, I relish it, but at the same time, uh, when you have the ability to have a quarterback like we have right now, it, it really does put you in a position where all you have to do is do your job. So even with Roethlisberger, you were never 2-0? and No. Well, no. the Jets, were you ever not 0-2? Hey, don't Hey, go. cha-ching, <laughs> where's, the side, where's the sound effects, Knut? <laughs> He's Norwegian, I don't even know what football is. All right. Oh, right, man. <laughs> Yeah, there's no prisoners on this podcast. The uh, yeah, no one's safe. The um, all right. So you are late twenties, early thirties. I am thirty-one now. So is that old for football? Refresh me. That's pretty yes, that old. Is, that is old. I am considered old. 
I'm not a dinosaur, but I am considered old. You'd be very young for podcasting. I'm middle-aged <laughs> podcasting, but you're old you're, for football. Yes, I'm, I'm old for football. That what, is correct. Is 55 old for being a water boy? Like, say, Cal, you said, listen, I got a really, no, no, I have no, no. a really that's degenerate like, friend. He's no, not that bright. I like him on the field. He's good luck. That's pretty pretty young, actually, for a water boy. <laughs> You'd be just fine. Because I have bone spurs. I don't even know if I'm allowed to be a water boy. The the thing that I want to know is, is it how weird is it not having fans? You know, it is interesting, to be honest with you, because the thing is, if you love football, you love being out on the field, period. Um, and when you're in a good position where you just love the game, this is easy. You show up, you play football, you go home, mm-hmm. you know? Um, when you have fans, when you have to make sure that all your – uh, tickets are ready for the game. You got people calling you every week, week in and week out to try to get tickets for a game. Uh-huh. Um, we could just go and play football. It's an amazing feeling. Um, it almost feels like high school and college to an extent because all you're doing is playing football. That's it. You show up, you play football, and you keep it moving from there. You know, And you can't say the same uh, about football when you know you got fans, you got media obligations, you got media in the game literally after you've played a game. You haven't had a chance to decompress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a lot of things that have really been canceled, uh, which I don't mind, for just the sake of loving the game of football. So huh. for me, I absolutely love this moment in time. I think it really shows you who really loves the game, who's into the game, who's into playing football. Um, for the sake of loving and playing football. Um, and you see it week in and week out. It's, it's people who want to play and it's people who don't want to play. And the teams who want to play week in and week out are doing fairly well. And the teams that don't want to show up and play, you see what, they, what what's happening right now. And not having the oohs and ahs of a great, like that doesn't throw you off a little bit? Not at all. Because okay. the thing is, you, you have to bring your own energy. Yeah. If The thing is, if you are a self-motivator, a self-starter, you take your own initiative, this is the prime... And you're introvert. This is the this is this is prime pickings for you. Yeah, but you're not an introvert. I am an introvert. I have to be extroverted. I've had to go outside of my bubble of and my comfort zone to to become the person that I am to experience the things that I've had to experience. If it was up to me, man, I can go down to Maher, my hometown, Maher, Texas, and I can stay in Maher, stay on a hundred acres of land, have a pond, have some four wheelers, go hunting, and be perfectly fine. But that's not reality. It could be my reality, but I understand that there are so many opportunities, so much exposure out here where I feel that I could go and capitalize on it. Okay, so we'll get into that part. I didn't know that. I mean, because you're so, you're so good at public speaking, and um, but you're saying you've had a you have to put on that game face. I do have to. I have to put that face on. And where? Well, this is my question about the sound. Sorry, I'm hopping over. So, 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 no, 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 a sound of the football. So, so you snap, quarterback fumbles it. The crowd goes bananas. So, is there like a, is it, isn't that different when you can't tell what's going on? Or or do you get used to hearing the sounds of like fumble? Well, the thing, the thing is, is, you know, you, you, you've been playing the game for such a long time. It, it, it becomes a point where you don't even hear the crowd. You know, like, I mean, it's like a child. A child knows, even in the midst of a crowd, if they hear their father, their mother call their name, right? I would say you have those same type of intuitions on a football field. You know when you hear your quarterback's sound. You know when he gets hit. You you can hear when he's when he's in trouble. You can feel when he's in trouble. 
you know, just based, I mean, it's one of those, I mean, I hate to put it in that particular context, but that's, you just have that, that, that instinctual um, feeling that you may be too close to the quarterback. You know, the, the running back may, may be right behind you just based on the play and the feeling. So it's one of those things, man, it's hard to explain, but you, you kind of, you kind of feel exactly what's going on behind you, even though you have no idea of what's going on behind you. And, you know, you also have a defender who's actually seeing what's going on behind you. So you can also pick up on actually react, exactly react to, to I'm not going to say react to what he's doing, but you also get a feel from, for what he's doing based on what's happening in the backfield. And that can, that dictates exactly what he's doing in front of you. And how has this helped you, if at all, other than access, you love investing. Without question. So who got you into it? You know, the Super Bowl happened in 2000 and it was the, the, the league year 2015, uh, season ending surgery. I was on IR and the Panthers and Broncos, this was Peyton's last game, Peyton Manning's last game. And they played out in the Valley, out in San Francisco at Levi Stadium. And um, the NFLPA and the NFL put some things together where we got to go and tour, you know, some of the hottest and brightest startups there in the Valley at the time, the Twitters, the Ubers. Um, got to go over to A16 and, and hear from Jeff Jordan and Ben Horitz and Joe Montana. And that was kind of my first exposure hmm. to being in a setting where this particular topic this particular concept was even talked about. I knew about business ventures, things of that nature. I grew up in Texas, knew a lot about the oil and gas business, knew a little bit, a little about the cattle business. But to the extent of being able to put small checks into um, companies, I had no idea about that until 2000, and that would happen to be 2016. There in San Francisco, hearing it from Jeff Jordan, Ben Hortz, and Joe Montana, and it really was related because you hear. Joe Montana, all-pro quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, how he had been spending his time there, how he did it while he was playing. And that was my first kind of introduction to it. And as I started to, you know, ask more questions, I got introduced to this guy, Ryan Neese, um, who also played in the National Football League, won uh, two Super Bowl. Bowl. He, uh, he won one, but his dad won multiple. Yeah. And I had no idea about his dad until later on, but you know, got to really um, spend a lot of time with Ryan Neese. Um, and then, man, that was kind of how the ball got rolling. Um, made my first investment uh, in a company called Whoop. Taking, well, first it was, it, the first investment was in a syndicate for a company called Rip Labs, which has now been renamed Tonal. Oh, my um, goodness, whoever, Tonal, which is uh, yeah. uh, going to be a big company. It's going to be a big company. So that was my first ever Deployment of capital. It was in a syndicate on AngelList. Through oh, through um, AngelList or not through Ryan's Next Play? That was so. It was it was Next Play Syndicate on AngelList. Oh my God, Ryan! <laughs> I, it, Ryan just emailed me the other day. I got to get him on the show after you though. But Ryan didn't introduce us. I think my cats might. Who introduced us? I think it was cats. Tish. Okay, it was but, probably cats. It was probably cats because you was yeah we were coming. Uh, and he's so the, he's been on my podcast. He ran out of stuff to say to Mike right within five minutes. Whereas you and I can talk for got, hours. You got to know what to talk to Mike about. You yes. know, uh, he's all me, business. Me, he's not all business. You got, like I said, you got to know what to talk to Mike about. He got a beautiful son, man. I've been out to, to his place out in the Hamptons and got to spend time with his dog and his family. We always, you know, me and his, his wife always end up talking about vegan meals. 
Um, and, and he's so of, funny. What? And so, so I think it was Cat. So he's, he knows everybody, yeah. and he's a man he about town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then you're friends with Nat of, Turner and with Dave yeah. Tish. You're friends with the whole yeah. New York uh, Seed the Mafia. You know? Yeah, that, that little mafia there, man. And when I got to New York, man, it was two people, I would say, that really kind of blew the top off of everything from a networking and investing standpoint. And that was Mark Garrison. Uh, oh, wow. He's a legend. Co-founder yeah. of uh, GLG. GLG yeah. And then Nat Turner. And Nat Turner introduced me to pretty much every top-tier GP, um, VC, uh, hedge fund, growth fund that you can think about in New York. Um, and me and Nat got, I mean, Man, he is a legend. Is, I mean, he is you a talk legend. about a fucking guy who's just gotten shit done. He's gotten it done without question. He is, uh, he is one of a kind, man. Uh, the dude love out. He loves outdoors. He's from Conroe, uh, which is not too far from my hometown. You know, we love pecan pie and we love steak, man. And, and he does. He has a lineman's. <laughs> he has a white lineman's behind. I like to tell him. <laughs> there was a white lineman build a hockey player. He could have been a hockey player, and he can strike a golf ball. Hey, I've heard, I've heard he's amazing on the golf course. Yeah, I have been on the amazing. golf course. Uh, he actually can play after eating barbecue. It doesn't seem to affect his swing. Like, he'll have sticky hands and shit all over his face, and he can still stripe it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making that up. I don't know. But he is a great entrepreneur. So he, you knew him just through the, someone introduced you to him? So I got I got introduced to um, Nat via a, a former teammate of mine in Pittsburgh, this guy, Will Allen. So Will Allen was a seasoned veteran when I came into the league in 2012. We stayed in touch. He ended up playing in Pittsburgh for maybe two years. My first two years there, went to Dallas and then came back to to uh, to Pittsburgh. Um, so really just kind of just developed a relationship with him over the years. And when I signed in New York, he was like, hey, you need to know this guy, Nat Turner. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I need to know Nat. So got to know Nat. Nat introduced me to his co-founder, Zach. Um, you know, Nat then introduced me to, to Josh Copperman over first round. Jeez. Josh Copperman then introduces me to uh, David Fialco over at, at GC in Boston. And it's just it's just a snowball effect, you know. Um, and then I get introduced to Tish. Tish knows folks in Ooh, he San knows Francisco. Everybody. Yeah. You know, I get when I go out to I go to start going to San Francisco. I, I end up doing an internship at Kleiner. I spend time at Kleiner and I'm meeting people that I got introduced to via in New York and they're introducing me to people in, in San Francisco. You know, one of the, I was, I consider him almost like my best friend now is the guy that was working for Mark Garrison. When I first got introduced to Mark was this guy, Jason Schumann, um, who's now, um, you know, doing very well for himself at primary ventures there in New York. Huh. And Jason has been, I, I consider Jason like my day one, like somebody that kind of really took me through kind of the nuts and bolts of, of what it is to evaluate a deal. Um, you know, an investor checklist, what are the network effects? Um, you know, talk to me about marketing spend, talk to me through business models, unit economics. Um, and he really kind of walked me through what it is that makes a company succeed, especially at the earliest stages, pre-seed, seed, and series A. What are the things that are important for a company to be able to do, to be able to communicate, um, not only in the deck, but also in, in a conversation um, that allows you to have conviction around the company. So, you know, I've just been blessed with just an amazing set of individuals across the gamut. You know, Richard Kirby, uh, Kai Bond, um, Kanye, which is a founder of a, of a firm called Kindred Ventures in, sure. in, uh, in the Valley. So I've just been blessed, you know, uh, immensely with just people who, who value the friendship more than anything. And I will say a lot of these people that I've mentioned, 
these have become friends. I mean, you know, I, I consider what we have as a friendship. And it, oh, yeah. you, know, you, you don't just go walking an hour with somebody just for the sake of going to walk. You know, it's, it's these have become real authentic friendships where they know my kids. I know their kids. Um, you know, when they got something going on in their life, I can be excited about what they have going on. When I have something going on in my life, they're excited about what I got going on. So it's, it's been a it's been a journey, even though it's been an investing journey. It's been a journey that I feel is set up for way longer than me playing football and even way longer than me investing in companies uh, because these have turned into to very valuable relationships. Yeah, we call our firm social leverage, and this is what I talk about, is I don't think anybody can value, you know, the 99 bubble was a bubble. Like, no one knew anybody. It was just like overnight, boom, electric. Kind of like crypto, maybe. Uh, crypto was more global. Uh, and this time around, everybody's, like, worried, but, like, the network effects of people leveraging their networks and moving the ball quickly and the ball, this being the ball being product market fit, you know, much, it's much like sports, you know, like, you know, it's like, I always, even though I don't play football because I'm, you know, I'm Jewish um, and it's not allowed. Uh, at an early You're not age. allowed to play sports? No, ping pong, ping pong. And uh, sometimes racket badminton. <laughs> the, what are you laughing at? Canoe? What are Norwegians famous? Speed skating over there. Big shot. Downhill skiing. Hell yeah, down. Canadians were downhill skiers. Norwegians were like flat ice skaters with those big skates and the tight suits because you guys like, like wearing Dutch. tight suits. Yeah. Like, but this is his show, not yours. Okay. So uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a lot of... You know, I always say like... And I shouldn't be allowed to say this, but I say it's like, a, you know, when you see the size... Like you're, you're a big guy, the linemen get bigger and bigger. And yet the game has just as many explosive moves on the same size field as ever. Because mm -hmm. the angle of attack by the speed of these people changes, right? And so mm -hmm. a little hole turns into a hundred yard run. You know what I mean? Where yep. plays might have taken longer to develop back when they when when thirty years ago. Now it's just like whew, like somebody breaks loose, it's gone. And you just yeah. and the same thing with investing these days. It's like the line of scrimmage is just full of a lot of, of noise and and companies getting started and then something takes off and then you just see the network get behind something and explode kind of like the winner take all type thing. So it's a lot, it's a lot like sports. And, and if you don't have the right network to like move these things along very quickly, it doesn't matter. And I think that's why we got introduced because cats knew you were in Phoenix maybe and introduced us. I can't remember, but I, I've, I've been blessed to, to know you and I'm so glad that, uh, Whoever it was, whether I mean, hold on, I can look. Yeah, we can look it up. It has to be five, six hundred people. That hey, you're in Phoenix. You got to know Howard Lindsay. That didn't happen to you. That did happen. <laughs> well, no, it did. Because <laughs> uh, I said like you got to meet Todd Davis from from LifeLock. So well, I think I introduced you. Yep. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, so you he, did. He's I'll a legend locally. The I, can, um, I think it was Cat. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's and, what or maybe Nat. Matt, maybe Nat said you moved to Phoenix. Listen, he's number ten on my list. But if nine other people don't call you, talk to Howard. The, so what is it about a deal that you like? Because you you got to still take the risk. So what is it? It was, that Ryan, gets you? It was Ryan Neese. Ryan Neese. Was oh, the it was Ryan. Yeah, superhuman. Superhuman. Just let me know all that. Okay, that's cool. So I just yeah, Ryan. So everybody, Ryan. His dad was Ronnie Lott, right? No, his dad Correct. was yeah, Ronnie Lott, Ryan? who I've yep. met. Tough dude. Tough dude. Nastiest. Who scared me? He's like the uh, football Nazi. Because I had the yeah. sandwich Nazi here in town. Ron scared the shit out of me. I had lunch with him. He was just yelling at me. <laughs> and then Ryan's the nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah, Ryan is a nice dude. Oh, my God. He's lovely. So, yeah, I didn't know that either. And meanwhile, I'm looking at Ronnie's finger. It was missing because it just bit it off or something. 
Yeah, he got. I think he got to cut off, cut off during the game and finish the game. That's I'm crazy. Saying, you know, you know the I, guy, I, guy takes I, his I finger off during the game and finishes the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you he know, is. They, they, they call that a certain thing in our locker room, but I, I'm, I'm gonna leave that for for our in-person conversations. The um, so Ryan introduce us. So, so what is it when you know? Is, do you have to meet the founder? I love to meet the founder. I love to be able to be in person, um, to have the personal connection to, to look into somebody's eyes. Um, I find that to be valuable. Um, I think on a football field, when you're going on a free agent visit, when you're getting drafted, they always bring guys to, to, to have an in-person visit. It's one thing to look at film. Uh, it's one thing to see somebody on TV. Same with a, a entrepreneur. It's one thing to see them on social media or, you know, see them at a, you know, on a stage at a conference or, um, see a pitch deck, but to be able to look at somebody in person is what's, uh, what's most important. Um, it's something that I think is essential to, to being able to make a, a smart and wise decision. And what was the first, is there one that stands out right now? Cause it's still early in your investing career. You know, I think the one that stands out the most is, uh, a company called affinity. Um, it's been a company that, uh, I absolutely love and have loved since, um, I was actually doing research about this particular market, um, was really looking for a way in which I could be able to understand who was in my network, keep up with who was in my network and be able to stay in touch with the people in my network. Um, and was looking at companies like a company, which ended up being bought by Cisco not too long ago was looking at Trello. Um, and then kind of stumbled upon, literally stumbled upon, uh, affinity. They were still in beta at the time. Um, I got on as a, as a paying customer pretty early. Um, I was out in the Valley and met with their, their head of sales. And then next time I came back, um, met with their founding team and then actually invested a couple months later. Uh, but that was one that, you know, was able to kind of understand the, the inner, inner workings of the entire founding team um, before I made a decision. It took some time, but we got, I got to a point where I just felt like this was a company that I needed to be more formally and intimately involved with. Um, and the founders are, are people that I talk to on a, I would say, bi-weekly basis now, uh, Ray and Shubu, um, who are absolutely uh, amazing founders, um, amazing people um, who I have nothing but respect for. So that has been a company that I'm really excited about. You know, I don't know what happened to them. You know, the last company that was kind of in their in the kind of in their space that ended up being acquired was a company called Relate IQ. That oh, yeah, yeah, we use that, and then Salesforce bought it. Yeah, and then Salesforce bought it. Um, this is that type of, I don't know if this, I don't know if Salesforce will come down the pipe and try to get them at some point, but I think this is a company that, for me, is, is, is owned to something very, very special as it pertains to understanding and curating uh, the right connections with, with artificial intelligence, machine learning, um, being able to have inputs um, that, that, that are just out of, this, out of this world, and being able to go into multiple markets, not just the venture market, but into PE into real estate, you know, they've, you know, I'm, I'm using it for, for being able to keep up with things on the art side and on the cattle side. So, you know, I'm using it for a number of different use cases. Um, so I'm really excited about them and what they've been able to do, but that has been one that I'm really, really excited about. Don't know where to go, but really excited about it. So you're a bit of a geek and were you always a geek? <laughs> but the thing is I geek out about certain things, you know, when I geek out about something, I go very, very deep into whatever that is. Um, for me, it's, it's tech. It's being able to understand products. How do people behave with products? Um, 
the human behavior behind products, what what is driving the attraction for them to continue to use that product. You know, for me, it's, it's, it was Affinity was kind of the first product that, you know, I kind of got exposed to where I started feeling this particular way. Uh, then Superhuman uh, was another product that for me, I'm just, you know, I've been overjoyed by it. I don't mind paying for the product, even though I'm not an investor in the company. I love the founder. I love Raul and what he's been able to do there at Superhuman. Um, now it's a company called Rome Research. Um, that yeah, I they am. just raised a big. When did you did you just do that? I heard they just uh, raised a crazy round. Uh, I didn't get access. I was uh, I was bummed about that one. Oh, you mean um, you use a product, but you're not an investor? I wanted I wanted to be an investor, um, yeah. but well, it was uh, a crazy priced round. I mean, I've heard great cra- things about it. it. It is a crazy price. You know, people in Texas they think valuations are really really stupid. But you know, I told him about this one. He was Tell like, me about okay. negative oil a few months ago. You're aware. <laughs> <laughs> Negative thirty three dollars. The, the Beverly barrel. negative hillbillies. <laughs> the, uh, um, oh but man! I, I, I told him about Rome and, and and the valuation on that one. He almost choked on the phone. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I but, heard uh, I heard that valuation. I had heard rumors that people love the product, and that's kabam! Like that's an man, overnight. I, that's obviously not an overnight success. But I'm like, I, I pull up the product every day because I think their landing pages are good and everything they do is good. But I haven't delved into the product. I'm just too old to play with stuff. At this see, time. I'm are, young. I'm yeah. young. Like, you know, instead of, for me, it's like, instead of going and playing Madden and playing Call of Duty and getting on Fortnite and all this and that and other and TikTok, I love playing with stuff that, that, that people are going to use at some point to be able to solve massive problems. You know, so really excited about that particular product. Don't know if I ever be an investor in the company, but I am very bullish on what Rome is doing. Um, and if you think about that entire space, whether it's Notion, Evernote, uh, who's you know been in that in that space for a long time? Yeah. It's it's your flavor. You know, some people love Evernote. Some people can't stand it. Some people love Notion. It's very personal, but it's yeah. a big market. There, everybody's it's, it's a, a potential market. customer. Yeah, everybody's exactly. a potential so, customer. You know, it's gonna be interesting. To, we'll see what happens in that in that particular subset. So so valuation doesn't matter. You just it's product and founder and um value. I, I am valuation sensitive. It just depends. Like you know, for for me, you know, with Rome. It was one of those things. I, I I literally drug my feet. It was at the end of training camp. You know, I was practicing during the day and, and trying to do diligence um, at night. And, and you know, it's just it just it reduces the time and thing. And sometimes that that happens on my end. Just you know, with my my process of being able to actually dive into who's behind it. You know, never had a chance to talk with the founder. So just one of those things. I just never got. I never I never got close enough to actually make a legitimate decision. And then I don't like investing blind. You know, I'm all for my network and I'm all for, you know, um, relying on my network. But at the same time, I don't like to invest blind. I can't be like, hey, you know, Kevin, this is a great founder. You should put money into it. You know, they're doing X, Y, Z and ARR. You know, the marketing spend is, is, is here. You know, burn is here. They got cash runway that'll take them to, you know, 2021. All those things are great and dandy. But if I don't have an actual relationship or if I don't get to have a conversation or if I don't get to see a pitch deck i can't just go invest blind like that um so it's that it's that dynamic of of making sure that you know yes i'm you know spending time on my network and nurturing it but at the same time i don't want to be stupid either um and just jump into something just for the sake of it and has this caught on at all in the lock i mean obviously your enthusiasm is it infectious or just players too busy with their you know, this this conversation doesn't happen in the locker room. Hmm. What we've talked about and how we're talking about business doesn't happen. We, especially in this environment, you know, we practice and we go home. We just got it because of COVID. You know, yeah, we don't have a lot of time to where we're just chilling and you know getting the 
spend quality time with each other. Um, so this conversation really doesn't happen. But the conversation has happened in, in, in the past. And, you know, for me, it's been, you know, at different stages and different teams. So in Pittsburgh, it was, you know, was, was hearing about real estate from James Harrison, was, was hearing about tech investing and, and kind of early stage uh, entrepreneurship with, with Will Allen and Ryan Mundy in, in Pittsburgh. In Jacksonville, it was a little bit of real estate with Prince of Mucamara. Um, in New York, it was a little bit of everything, tech, real estate, PE with um, Brandon, Brandon Copeland was talking about farmland and cattle with, with Steve McClendon in Pittsburgh, I mean, in Pittsburgh and New York. And now here with Larry Fitzgerald, you know, me and Larry, we were talking about uh, this company called Sunrun um, earlier today, which is a solar power energy company um, that was backed by, you know, Sequoia and Excel. Um, and, you know, me and Larry talk, I mean, Larry is 37 years old. He's been playing a game for a long time. He's, he's played for 42 years and he's only 37 and, years old. I know, right? He's been playing for a long time. I, uh, did, I saw him the other day. I'm like, I thought he retired 40. He keeps saying he's retiring and then he comes back <laughs> better than ever. Like exactly I put on the highlights the other day and I'm like looking for you and I see Larry Fitzgerald. I go, wait a minute, what season am I watching? <laughs> he's still, still playing at a very high level, man. I and mean, he's a, He's an all-class individual. Um, has a phenomenal golf game, which yes. helps him with which helps him with the uh, with the guys, you know, the CEOs of Fortune 100 and and, and the you know the top tier uh, PE firms and, and, and hedge funds and um, activist funds. Um, so he has a great network and deep network in, in that particular genre. Uh, but Larry is another person that I'm able to talk to. We able to talk early stage, late stage, growth stage, wow. board, you know, corporate boards, uh, what that looks like. You know, he's on the board of Dick's right now. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he just got appointed uh, about two months ago, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, able to talk about the, the entire gamut, you know. Um, so that's uh, cool. Like, he's, yeah. he's a legend to have on your team because it's, it's yeah. a young team, I think, otherwise. It is. It is. And, it, you know, we got a, it's a young, young guy that actually came from here in Scottsdale, uh, a guy by the name of Christian Kirk. Uh, who came out of uh, out of Scottsdale, went to play at A and M, and now is a starting receiver. And he's starting to Ooh, he's quick. Uh, yeah, he is quick, and he's starting to have some conversations with myself and Larry about kind of where to to, to put capital at. Um, and, and you know, starting small, just like I did a couple years ago, starting small like Larry did, you know, a couple decades ago. Um, and now, you know, uh, now it's, it's it's been able to bring some young guys along. But as far as having these type of conversations in a locker room it just doesn't happen you know mm. um i wish think guys would more. like it i just don't think it's like something that you can it's not it's like not, a stock where you can hard sell someone on it they gotta you know it's it's an acquired process yes like you have to want to have the conversation and you can't force it you know uh it's a couple of things that you don't or they say that you're not supposed to talk about in the locker room and that's politics and money yeah, I grew up in a Jewish locker room where the only two things you could talk about were money and politics and if you talked about sports nobody listened to you <laughs> yeah, it worked in two. I've got like three laughs out of this kid. The uh, those are easy laughs. The I got to go for a hard laugh. So on the team this year, what like what's it like living? Like now your family's in the same city. Is this the first time the family's been in the same city? Well, this is the first time that we have stayed in our home. You mm -hmm. know, we've had uh, our home here in Arizona for almost four years, um, but we've never actually got to stay in it. You know, we've always played in whatever city I was playing in and the family would go there. And then when season was over, we would come back out here. Um, so we've never actually got to enjoy our home um, in four years. So this is the first time we're enjoying our home. It's been uh, an absolute blessing. Um, home ownership 
is uh, always different. You know, we've always rented in, in other places. And, oh. you know, you got kids, they got bikes now. I looked at, you know, I was in the garage the other day, and I happened to see a little dent in the, in the wall <laughs> and came back in the house. You freaking get a little out. mad. You get a little mad. Yeah, I got I was, I was a little perturbed a little bit. And I was like, I asked my wife, I'm like, hey, where did this hole come from? And she was like, your daughter's bike. And I was like, uh, how did a, a hole from a bike hit it? I was like, all right. We'll figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna do some 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 small renovations next year. After hopefully after COVID is over, we're gonna we got some stuff around the house that, you know, we kind of want to get cleaned up. You know, uh, you know, um, son had a it was uh, some decorations up top. It was like a little root beer, uh, root beer bottles up top to kind of you know give a little accent to the house. And when he was younger, um, he happened to throw it from the top of the banister and it hit our white walls. So um, you know we have. Some things that we got to get to tend to uh, that that kids, uh, you know, they're, they're being kids. We got three under five, so you know. And are you going to retire to Texas? You think, or you'll stay here? What's the favorite city outside of where you grew up? Um, we love Texas. We love Texas. Um, whether it's uh, outside of Dallas, outside of Houston, outside of Austin, it'll be somewhere in Texas. Um, if it's not Texas, it's going to be international. Um, you know, we love to travel. Uh, we want to be able to, to be in a region where our kids can get some, some different exposure. You know, we've thought about Singapore. We've thought about Australia, um, Berlin, um, thought about Europe, just to take our kids out of this bubble here in America and, and take them somewhere else and, and allow them to grow up in, a, in an uncomfortable environment where language is a barrier, culture is a barrier. Um, so that's something we've thought about, but it's, it's going to be ultimately Texas at some point. All right. Well, that's cool. So long season ahead. Are they doing this full length season? Until they tell us we've got too many cases, we're proceeding as the season is going forward. I still don't know how they're going to do playoffs the Super Bowl because those are very, very huge gatherings of people. Um, so I don't know what that process is going to be like. But as of now, uh, we're playing a full season. So the biggest change is that you have practice and leave. So there's no like camaraderie, less camaraderie. Correct. We don't like, you know, most times, you know, especially for office alignment, we would have online night every Thursday night. And, you know, we would um, either go out to dinner or we would go over to somebody's house and try to bring food over. Or we would all just hang out and end up watching Thursday night football for a couple quarters, um, get treatment and things of that nature. Um, but all that stuff has been axed. You know, um, it's pretty much go to work, go and practice, put your contract trace on, you walk in the building put the contract tracer down, you walk out of the building, get tested in the morning, um, you go home, you don't do anything that will compromise your health or your family's health, and you go back into the facility. So I don't know what it's like to go to the grocery store. I haven't been out to eat since mid-July. Um, as far as like actually sitting down in a restaurant, whether it's socially distanced or not, um, because I just don't want a chance to be the guy that brings COVID into our locker room and you know, I end up missing on two games because if you, you know, if you contract the virus, it's two weeks, yeah. it's two weeks without question. And you may not get paid those two weeks, the way the season is going. So, um, doing everything that I can to make sure that I, I stay safe, keep my family safe. And, and so is the biggest issue budgeting, cause I'll, I'll wrap it up for you, but is the biggest issue budgeting cause you get paid lump sum or why do most players get a wrap? Everybody's got an opinion on this. You hear such horrid stories about money. What do you think it is? Is it the lack of investing education or just we're, we're invincible? Or what do you think it is? You know, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of, of a number of things. Um, I don't think 
any place in America, uh, you know, you get paid 17 weeks out of the year, and that's your paycheck. Um, so in that particular vein, um, you're not paid on a monthly or biweekly salary, which is different than corporate America. I think that's that's the issue that you could point to. Um, I think at 20, I mean, at 19, what would you have done if you got a check for $12 million? Bitcoin. I would have bought Bitcoin. At 19? Yeah, I had the idea. It wouldn't have been called Bitcoin. <laughs> but I mean, think, of, no, think about it. I would have done it's, stupid it's, things, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you got, you, you, you're giving uh, eight figure salaries to people that are 19 and 20 years old and saying, go and live. You just got out of college. Like, you 20 and 21, you're still going to do college things, you know? So yeah. I think those things play a role. Um, you know, I say this all the time. You, you can lead a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I think the NFL, the NFLPA has done above and beyond what you can ask of any entity as it pertains to providing access to resources, huh. whether that's resources on how to budget, what a budget. Uh, they actually have a background check that you can use um, for any financial advisor or any person that you consider putting on your team or, or utilizing for your team. It's just guys have to be willing to, to utilize those things. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point you have to take the initiative to want to do right by your money. And people can tell you that. You can hear about the broke stories. You can hear about the 30 for 30s. You can see the statistics. But at the end of the day, you have to make that decision. Um, and the thing is, is I don't think people hear enough about the good stories right. that happen. Uh, because there are a lot of great men that have done phenomenal job, and I know I know the NFL gets a bad rap, but I mean every sport has their 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 good and bad stories. But I think we don't highlight those good stories enough. You know, uh, I mean, I, I talked about Joe Montana. You got Elvis Dumerville. You have, you know, guys who've done it on the real estate side. I mean, look at Michael Strahan. Look at Prince of uh, not Prince, but um, uh, Miura. All these guys that have done a phenomenal job. Ryan Clark. You know, all these guys that have done a phenomenal job putting themselves in a position, setting themselves up for uh, their future, you know, while playing the game of football. Um, and I think if folks would lend, you know, themselves to seeing some of those good qualities in ballplayers, I think it would kind of ease the uh, knee-jerk reaction that every NFL player is losing their money and they're going to end up broke and divorced and have their money's gone by the time they turn 45, so... So it's like you got to get this stuff working for you. You've got the network going for you, and I think that's the most important part is like you love doing it and you have the network. It's pretty hard to lose. That's the good news. And that's what people, I think everybody's saying, oh, man, i got to do so much legwork. But the good news about the legwork early is you're going to live to your 80, 100. Once you live to 80, it's 90. So it's like get the network going. And with the Internet, you've mastered it in terms of levering the tools and so you're you're big on giving back too. I mean, you're you're teaching and speaking and doing your part. I try my best to. I try my best to. By no means do I have it all together, but I try my best to. And is there like, do you do public stocks or no? Just private. I do. I do public. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Robin Hood. I know that's one of your your early uh, plug. I like the little work in there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you do, Ron, but you probably have a financial advisor. Yeah, I have. I have a financial advisor, but I also I also take the time to. You know, to get a couple hundred dollars and put into the market myself, follow a couple stocks just to make sure that I'm also equipped to understand. So for me, you know, was looking at Snowflake when it came out, 
looking at Sumo Logic when it came out, looking at J-Frog when it came out. I know Palantir's coming out next week. Um, you know, I have, uh, I'm a big fan of Chewy, which is a dog company. So you can talk sure. about my cats, you know, I needed something that, that, that was, uh, uh, a kind of, I mean, it's still a, a equity, but I needed something that, that didn't kind of go with the tech stocks, uh, just to kind of balance things out. Um, you know, I got a little well. gold, got a good look, you know, just some, some things that, that, that are a little different. Uh, love looking at emerging markets, Southeast Asia, um, have some things going there that I've been been following for a little bit, um, but look at some public stocks as well. Just not, I wouldn't say that I am extremely equipped to talk about them all the time, but I have a few that 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 you know, like I said, I look at on uh, Robinhood, and then I also look at uh, use this app called uh, Public, where I'm able to kind of look at stocks as well. Um, and then I also have a couple uh, ETFs that I'm in. So you have the Cloud Index that Bessemer sure. put together. A uh, huge fan of of that Cloud Index. So they have this. Wisdom Tree ETF that that I'm also in um, um, that's doing pretty well and man like I said it's, it's something to follow something to think about um, also the Unity software that went public recently as well uh, again around kind of you know that's more around the gaming industry and being able to provide um, you know kind of the backbone for for the gaming industry um, and they've done well and then what about sports obviously your investor like the interaction of sports and investing is, is huge obviously DraftKings, and i'm sure people talk about DraftKings fan duel because people can bet and uh, i'm sure there's never been more chatter about with players because of the betting is that an area that interests you like not betting but uh yeah, yeah. investing in sport with sports and tech because it feels like you it's know, just you know you did whoop and whoop is like not an overnight success but an incredible story uh mm-hmm. Uh, is do you think do you think you could be you'd want to be a VC or or pick a, if you had to pick a VC after is there a specialty that you'd go after? You know the thing is is when I first started investing, sports centric investments were things that that were very appealing because I can un, you know vividly understand them. Uh, and I would say over the last two to three years, I've really strayed away from I guess sports centric investing, and I and I always have this this conversation with um, Courtside VC, which is a VC that I really have a lot, a lot of respect for in New York, founded by uh, Deepin and Vasu, um, and now Kai Bond, who used to be over at, at um, Comcast Ventures, is now over there as well, but has this conversation around um, sports investing. And there are different aspects of it, but for the sake of this conversation, I don't do a lot of sports investing anymore. Um, for the simple fact of looking at return and looking at the return profile. If you look at some of the sports entities, wellness companies that have exited over the last couple of years, there hasn't been anything that you can say and point to that's been a multi-billion dollar multiple and exit. Um, You had Fitbit that did fairly well, that was more wellness oriented. Um, You've had Peloton that did fairly well. I'm gonna consider Peloton a true like sports no, but it's, I think fitness. More, yeah. it's fitness yeah. they've done fairly well uh, but you can you tell me any sports tech company that you can point to on the public markets and say that's a sports tech company that was backed by x y and z 10 years ago and I, i'm a happy supporter of it you can't say that right fanatics is not a sports i wouldn't consider them a sports tech e-commerce. company. It's an so, you know, for me, when people try to say, well, you need to invest in what you know, you need to invest in sports tech, tell me what to invest in that, yeah. that is going to provide me the, the outcome that I'm looking for as 
you know, an angel investor or an investor, however you want to say it, an early stage investor. Yeah. Um, you can't find one. Well, you got, you know, Kelvin, you need to be looking for singles and doubles. If I'm going to look for singles and doubles, I might as well put the money in the public markets. Yeah. No, if you're looking for singles and doubles, and again, if you're long term, you can probably, you can get home runs in the public markets. But yeah. You're, 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 you're getting good advice. You're right on. I mean, right. I, I've taken it further and just gone fashionology, right? The only thing that's sports related, Lulu kind of went there, Nike went there, is the, is the mixture of technology and fashion. But in terms of, right, you know, Whoop may get there, what's on its way to it get may. there. We, we, we hope it does. But I mean, even look at what, what Lululemon did with um, Mira. Yeah. That wasn't, like, t- I mean, I, and the thing is, I know the early investors at Mira. I saw the deal years ago. I passed on the deal. I actually called my dad when I first got the deal. I said, "Hey, daddy, would you look at would you um would you want a, a, a something that could tell you how much you weigh, you know, you could do workouts in front of it, you know, right there at your house. You know, would you would you want it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll try it out. You know, send it over." I'm like, "Well, it's you know, two G's. It's two G's." And he was he pretty much hung the phone up on me. And I was like, <laughs> I called him back and I was like, "You don't have to pay for it." And he was like, "I still don't want it." <laughs> So again, it's good accent. You can't, you know, as, every, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking to everyday Americans. And for me, that's, that's the, that's the mindset that I come from. I don't come from the VC, San Francisco, New York, MIT, Stanford, Yale, Harvard. I don't come from that background. I come from the country. So the way that I even think about approaching a deal is a lot different. I'm not even going to buy something that's $2,000 and say, I can go work. Out. I can go walk for two hours and get a better workout, you know? <laughs> I'm so, with you. It is a it is a cool. Anybody who's used the mirror, I ran into, it's, it's, and it was the, it was yeah. a wealthy guy that I ran into that used the mirror, and he loved it. But yeah, it's fascinating. But the, but the look at the outcome. Did it get bought by more than a billion dollars? So if you didn't invest at sub fifty million, what kind of multiple did you really get? Yeah. So I mean, for me, it's like it's it's that dynamic of looking at both when you got in, how much it exited for and the return profile that you're going to be able to get. Like if, if you were, you know, pre-seed fund and you got in and they were valued at 10 million and you held pro rata to, you know, they, um, they exited, it returns your fund. Yeah, no, 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 no. I've never done a spy for that reason. I've never done there's certain things I just avoid, which is, you know, sports is great sex appeal. Great. It's but, a great sex appeal. But not the right exit profile. Well, I can't wait to get you in person. We'll do something video. And I'm back. I'm back for the winter. But you're not allowed really to go mingle, so we'll have to wait till next season. Uh, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Maybe we'll, we'll do a socially distanced uh, uh, hike or something. Yeah. But I don't want to be, I don't need a picture of me in the local player saying this guy shut down the Cardinals. Just get some <laughs> fucking rude picture of me with my belly hanging out going, Cardinals, season over by this Jewish guy took Kelvin hiking for no reason. And, in 120 degrees weather, that'll go over well. I don't have enough enemies. So uh, quickly on the on the fitness side, because you you have to carry a large weight, mm-hmm. and uh, so you moved here because of the fitness place, like the specific because there was a fitness there. So just quickly walk through how specialized that guy because it's a cool. It's yeah, a cool yeah. Thing. So so the Charles Bentley um, and O line performance, huge plug. I got to give it to him. Uh, he has been. Um, somebody that I, I can hang my hat on and say that he's been very, very, very beneficial to, to my career as an offensive lineman. It is very um, directed and very poignant at how to move as an offensive lineman. He played in the league for a number of years, blew his knee out, ended up getting an infection in his knee, um, almost lost his life um, playing the game of football, and is committed to making sure that 
young offensive linemen have every tool that they need necessary to play football. Um, he now has an agency now. Um, three of his guys um, ended up getting, I think it was a total contract value of almost $200 million in uh, contract value just this past year of guys who are at this particular gym. Um, I've been here for almost eight years. Um, and it's been, everything is geared towards how do you make your body move more efficiently? So we talk about all the triggers, you know, on the investing side, all the triggers that are needed uh, and leverage points to make a business scale from 5 million ARR to 50 million ARR to 100 million ARR and make sure that the S1s are on point. You know, as an offensive lineman, I need to make sure that I can get in my stance properly for 80 plays a game. I need to make sure that I can drive from, you know, my, my insteps. You know, I need to make sure that I can squeeze my glutes in my stance. I need to make sure that my abductors are turned on. Those things that you don't even think about as a, as a young athlete, but as you become a professional and understand that this is a craft, you need people around you that see that the same way. And LaCharles has done a phenomenal job of putting this, this gym, this academy, this, this mindset together for, for young offensive linemen and, and excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I think what's so cool when I heard that story, because that just, as an investor myself who has to specialize, it's so easy to get every day. I got 500 randos about deals and it's exciting. But if you don't specialize, you just get lost. And it's very hard to do this stuff yourself. And that's why, you know, for you, I think at, at 31 years of age, it obviously helped you. And, and, Without and, question. Yeah, and staying focused. And the same thing with investing. It's like you, you can't be all things to all people. No doubt. No doubt. So uh, it's a great way to end it. You're uh, excited for the season. It's fun to watch. It seems to be a lot of uh, good chat. How's the press treating the team? Um, compared to New York, it's not a it's not a lot of press. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that stadium. God bless. By the time I get to Cardinal Stadium, I'm looking for signs for L.A. And uh, <laughs> so, do you have to go out there? To do you have to schlep all the way out there every day? Or is there not every day. Well, our facilities are in Tempe. Oh, okay, they're in Tempe. So facility, facilities in Tempe. I'm not too so far that's from. close. Me. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's great. Fifteen minute, fifteen minute drive, and then uh, when we have to drive out to Glendale, you know, I take the back way. I take uh, two hundred two all the way around oh. and hit the ten. Well, it's, guess what? COVID, the traffic's not so bad, but that can be bad. It's well, two that that two hundred two is nice. There's nobody okay. on two hundred two, okay. Um, okay. so I can get a little speed racing back back off that way. So. Uh, I get there pretty fast. Any? Did have you watched this Ted Lasso show on Apple TV? No, I haven't. It's I don't watch pretty TV good. a lot. Oh, man. you don't watch TV? It's like a new net. Yeah. It's like a a really good show about a coach, a uh, football coach that becomes a soccer. It's kind of funny. I think you like it. It's a kid <laughs> I show. Did just, I've been hearing a lot about this show in the locker room, but um, I did start the process of watching Social Dilemma on Netflix. Yeah, I'm scared to watch it because I know what I already lived the social dilemma. We're knuckleheads. These companies are just <laughs> too much power, but like, how do you stop it? Oh, you're not it's just it. so it negative. It ain't going nowhere. And it's not going anywhere. We're going to have to learn to live with this tool. We're going to teach our kids to turn their phone over and like, you know, behave. Got to get off the drug. It's a drug. It is a drug. Got to manage a drug. All right. Soon we'll be on the mountain. And uh, I, uh, I'm excited for the season. So stay healthy. And uh, I'm sure we'll find a deal here together to do soon. Perfect. Sounds like a plan, Howard. I'm on my man. See you. All right. That was fun. Great guy. I get to have fun once in a while. He's funny. He crushed it at uh, Palooza that time. So personable. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he's extremely knowledgeable. He's highly connected. And he's a very pleasant guy. I mean, great combo, right? You can get a lot of places if you're pleasant. Right. 
That's the thing. You can go a lot of places if you're I could learn something bully, from him. mean son of a bitch, too. The president. <laughs> president. But you can also get a lot of nice places if you're nice. He's chosen to do it the pleasant way. Yes. He's very curious. So we enjoy our hikes. Hopefully they have a good season at the uh, with the cards. It's fun. I hope so, too. It's fun to know a football player. And you may see me on the field one day. <laughs> Being chased. What Probably a boy. not doing anything. Interesting. Who is that guy? Hey, you what a boy. You see me running. The, uh, so this panic with friends. Uh, I talked to, well, now athletes. But generally, uh, founders, well, he's an investor, founders, investors, venture capitalists, traders, uh, raconteurs, and um, you, it's called Panic with Friends, search it, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, search my name, Howard Lindzen, don't search for KNUT, you won't find anything. I haven't searched KNUT on the internet. So you'll just see uh, links to Norwegian uh, fjords if you search Canute. The uh, <laughs> pleasant <laughs> So, uh, and I have a free blog, howardlinson.com. If you like uh, what I have to say, I deliver an email about trends uh, daily. And um, I appreciate you tuning in. Tell your friends, subscribe. That's the easiest way. Then you don't have to remember. You'll get a ping twice a week when we do the podcast. Uh, thanks, Canute, for putting this together and producing it. Stock Twits for uh, distributing. And, and we will see everybody soon.